Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When is the last time you felt alive? The last time you stepped out of the shadows and let the world see your light shine. This is a place for you to find yourself. A place to discover your passion. The gift you want to give to the world. If you want to dance, we hope you dance. Whatever and whoever you want to be is exactly who you should be. Welcome to Live, Love, Dance. Here's Deanna Lee. Thank you. I'm Deanna Lee. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Deanna Lee Dance. You can also find my dance teams, the Boot Boogie Babes, the Boot Girls, and the Boot Chicks on those same platforms. On Live, Love, Dance today, we have a special dancer who is from the Tacoma area. She was raised around uh, Tacoma, Washington, and she's a choreographer, a poet, and the creator of Das Beast Dance Project. Sophie Nevin is with us. Hi, Sophie. Hi. So I think it's interesting that you were raised in Tacoma and you started your dance training here in the Puget Sound. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is your dance background? So my dance background, um, I started in classical ballet um, at the Metropolitan Ballet of Tacoma when I was like three years old. And I was with them for, I think, oh God, eight or so years. I took a small break from ballet specifically because I was really interested in theater um, when I was in middle school, high school um, time. And then back in high school, I went back to dancing full time. I danced with um, Metro Parks Tacoma and their sort of offshoot dance company, Barefoot Collective in Tacoma. And then I also went to the Tacoma School of the Arts, also known as SOTA, where I majored in dance. Wow, that's really great. You have a huge dance background and you've taken that and then you funneled it into this new project that you started called Das Beast Dance Project. And you said it, it Das Beast is The Beast in German, which I think is really interesting. Why did you name the project Das Beast? That's kind of a silly reason. I, Growing up, my favorite movie was the Disney Beauty and the Beast. I am part German um, on my mother's side. And so when I was trying to figure out sort of a name, I the two things that sort of made up a huge part of me was my love of this one specific tale and my German heritage. I totally dig that. So let's talk about Das Beast and how it took you away from the Puget Sound. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I originally went to Vermont, uh, to a very small town called Bennington, Vermont, um, to study dance at Bennington College, um, which is a small liberal arts school in the middle of nowhere. And after graduating, I brought together some students who were currently still at the college um, and we started to make some site-specific work, some work for fundraising purposes and some dance videos. That was the first sort of incarnation of this group was sort of a rotating circle of Bennington College dancers that I was working with. Um, And then more recently, 
I have moved back to Tacoma to be closer to family. The project is more me right now with a few other folks who've hopped on um, since I don't have that steady Bennington College group anymore. Um, and we're working on our longest dance film. So when you say dance film, what, what exactly are you guys working on? <laughs> so originally I started making short dance videos that were... 10 minutes long-ish, usually just me and a camera or a dancer and I and a camera. And so so that was very um, small, put on YouTube. This larger production that we're working on is a adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So I've hired two great folks who are working, helping me with cinematography and lighting, um, finding locations to film and then I have several really great movers and dancers of different backgrounds actually for this specific project and since we are filming in unconventional locations I'm basically choreographing as if it's a site-specific work and then my cinematographer is helping me figure out how to then translate that onto screen. Would we know some of these unconventional locations if people who are listening to Live Love Dance live in the Puget Sound area? Um, well, one of them is the basement of the Mad Hat Tea Company in Tacoma, Washington, which is a beautifully kind of gross basement, um, very spooky looking, uh, that they have graciously lent us. Well, that sounds really cool. Definitely lending into the theme of Frankenstein. <laughs> Oh, yes, 100%. Um, The other locations are not official yet, so I don't want to spoil anything yet. Okay, no spoilers. We get it. Okay, well, we'll we'll take as much as you'll give us, but we understand you got to hold something back. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to us about the types of dancers that you have in this short film that you're making. So um, I'm one of the dancers, and I have a slightly more classical background. The woman who is playing our monster um, has specifically a ballet and contemporary modern background and then the person playing our victor victor frankenstein has more of a theater acting background with a little bit of movement involved in theater production so they're vastly different forms of moving it's really interesting the way that you're taking dance and your love for theater and you're mixing these things together and you're creating a new type of art. It's 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 really cool. If, if you want to check out what she's doing, you can find her in a couple of different places. Das Beast, which is D-A-S-B-I-E-S-T performanceproject.com and then also Das Beast Performance on Instagram. When I take a look at this website here, it says the project includes dance and writing, which focuses on fear, emotional mutilation, queerness, and the divinity of woman. And when you spell woman, the A turns into an X. So I can only assume that the gender is fluid, correct? Yes. Can you give us a little background on why you're going this direction with your dance art? When I was in college, I got very interested in horror cinema and horror literature. Um, So everything from Frankenstein to um, more modern stuff, The Fly, The Thing, 80s horror, modern horror. um, And I kind of just ate it all up through this sort of side not project, but thing hobby that I loved. I actually found the form of dance called German Expressionism, which was a 1920s, 1930s dance form that sadly was eradicated by the Nazis. 
and a lot of it focused on social taboo and things that made people afraid in early 20th century German society. And I had never seen anything done like that that was very visceral and dark in more American and quote-unquote Western dance. And it was, so, it, it was the first time I got to see these two loves of mine dance and everything spooky kind of married together. And that was the first time that I saw like, yeah. oh, this can be something that can be performed, that can be just as visceral, and kind of just jumped into it head first. I would imagine that if you're into all of these things and putting, you know, dance and this the, these spooky movies and horror films and, and, and theater together that you're really into makeup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I imagine if you're filming this Frankenstein, short film that you've got to have some fabulous makeup going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I've only done minimal stage makeup in my background, so I've been, since getting back to Washington, practicing a lot on my zombie makeup. My family has to endure me sending selfies of me dressed (laughs) in full grossness. Right. We have a girl on our dance team and her name is Susie Wright and she is so into that. She showed up on Halloween for dance class and I didn't recognize her. She was right in my face. And she was saying things to me. And I, I thought she was a new girl. I had no idea who this person was. Her zombie dead face was so great. And I was. she's like, Miss D, it, it's Susie. I'm like, what? This is freaking me out. That's very funny. <laughs> so I'm, I can kind of see what direction you're going with this. I also, in stalking your website, I found that you, some of your work is political. I saw that you did a performance called Cages, which was a fundraiser for races. Can you explain Mm -hmm. this to us, please, and what all that was about? Yes. So when I was still living in Vermont, um, the town that I was living in, there was a lot of activism happening different ways, specifically regarding uh, the treatment of immigrants in the U.S., Um, And I knew lots of people who were going to the Vermont-specific detention center to protest. There There was lots of protests, lots of action happening. And I wanted to kind of figure out what would be something that I could do. So I went and I talked to the dancers that I had been working with for a while. And we kind of landed on that we wanted to help raise money for a group that knew a little bit more about the situations and how to help than we did. So we reached out to Races. They're a great organization that provides legal service, both um, discounted and free legal service to um, immigrants uh, and their families, both during the immigration process and after. And we basically, we made a, a full length evening work. It was four pieces long that weren't narrative at all, but they were ways for us to go into the studio and kind of deal with our own feelings about the current political situation, our own feelings about what we were seeing in Vermont and nationally. And then we brought together four individual musicians who only got to see the dance movement, but didn't get to talk to each other. And they made four completely different original scores for it. And all of the money that went from ticket sales, donations, and anything like that went straight to races. And we raised about $700. That's incredible. Yeah. It's always nice when you can stand for something. Yes. And do something about it. I I applaud that. So good for you. Thank you. Are you planning on doing anything like that now that you're back here in the Puget Sound in Tacoma? Um, Yes, I would like to. I don't have anything currently specifically in the work. But I do. I feel very passionately about um, the Tacoma community. Um, And I'm uh, personally 
looking into how I can engage in activism, both for the queer community um, and for the homeless community here in Tacoma. And I'm unsure of how that will fit into my dance work yet, but I'm hoping that it will. Well, you have a lot of passion and you sound like you have a lot of drive. So I imagine all of these things are going to happen for you. And I also am assuming here when I say that you're, you're fairly young in your dance career, as far as being a young adult, I would assume. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So you have a bright future ahead of you and a lot of passion, a lot of drive. So you you mentioned queer dance and you also mentioned that on your website, which is dosbeastperformanceproject.com. What is queer dance? Queer dance? Oh, goodness. That can fall into so many different categories. It could just be dance where everyone involved is queer. Um, it could be something like taking an already established narrative um, and tweaking the gender and sexuality relationships within that. It could be something where you go into the studio and you just have a conversation about your own queerness, um, your relationship to the world, and then make dance on that. It, it's a wide variety of things that could make something queer dance. And why are you interested in that? I have been active in queer activism pretty much my whole life. When I was still living in Tacoma, I interned with uh, Tacoma Rainbow Center. When I was in high school, I did a dance fundraiser for uh, the Oasis Youth Center. And then when I was in Vermont, the first time uh, Bennington College is a very large queer community. Um, It was the first time that I got to work with so many artists who were out and their work was unashamedly about being queer or dealing with queer issues. And I also was really blessed to work with Bennington, Vermont's first queer organization, which is Queer Connect Inc., um, and help them start the first Bennington's first Pride uh, celebration, which was last summer. I just, I feel like I got a lot of great experience with fellow activists and artists. I myself am openly bisexual, so is my partner. And it was just something that I, I got to see my community doing really great work in the arts, in legislation, as well as activism. And it's just something that I wanted to be a part of. How has dance empowered you? Oh, my God. Um, I feel like a very, I feel like I I could have an entire conversation just on that. Usually, I think about in my in my daily life, I'm pretty shy. I'm also not really built like a traditional dancer. Um, I'm short. I'm pretty curvy. And dance has always given me the confidence sort of to be in front of people, to feel beautiful, to push myself further than I usually think that I can go, both mentally and physically. That I, I feel like, and I feel like all of what I just said, I could break off and have a 20 minute conversation about each one of those little individual pieces. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think one of the things that sticks out for me is as women, we're always so body conscious. Yes. And we're always told through magazines and visual mediums that if you're not, you don't look a certain way, that you can't do the things that these people that look this way are doing. And I I think that's a bunch of hooey. (laughs) I agree. So I applaud you for saying I'm not a traditional looking dancer. (laughs) Me neither. I'm short, you know, I'm curvy too. And I'm I'm blessed with those curves. and, And I have the pleasure of teaching and mentoring women through dance who are all different shapes and sizes and that is one of the most pleasurable things that I get out of dance is being able to empower adult women who know now that you can be any shape, any size, any age and you can get out there and dance. Do you believe that too? 
Oh, I firmly believe that. Why do you believe that? I think because dance is something that is inherent to humanity. We've been moving since the dawning of time, whether it was to music, to tell stories. Movement is something that we do even if we're just walking. And so telling someone that they can't dance because of how they look to me seems antithetical to just being a human being. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you. Sophie Nevin, she's back here in her home state in Tacoma, and you want to find her on Instagram, Das Beast Performance. Now you spell Das Beast, D-A-S-B-I-E-S-T, and then online, Das Beast Performance Project.com. Before we let you go, what's the future like for Sophie Nevin in dance? Oh, I hope that it is wide and exciting, and I'm hoping to be bringing more and more work that is both spooky and political to the Puget Sound area. Well, you're in the right place to do that. I'm sure you're going to find a lot of fans of that here, and we are excited that we're able to have you here on Live Love Dance this week, and we can't wait to share this with all of our fans and so that they can get to know you better, Sophie. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm Dieta Lee, and until we see you, get out there and live love dance.